This is JFM Podcast. Welcome back to the show. If you're just ju- tuning in, this is J101.9 FM and you're on to the show. Let's talk. Well, we just had a conversation with Mrs. Mudupe Aibusi, who is from May's Holistic Health. And now we're moving back to what seems to be like... Um, what's cause the problem? What, what the actual problem is. What the problem is. <laughs> the problem causes. <laughs> the main issue on ground, okay? That is what we're here to talk about. And as Nigerians continue to grapple with the judiciary judgment on election matters, its effect on internal democracy and populist participation is what we will be focusing on today. And um, we will be talking about the effects of the court in shaping democracy and populist participation. And we are asking you, do you think that these judgments will help improve our democracy or are they taking us backwards and what's the importance of internal democracy in Nigeria's fledging democracy is it improving or deteriorating and comrade steve aluko is right here with us in the studio good morning to you good Welcome. morning and happy new beginning to every one of us that sounds really hopeful when you say happy new beginning absolutely every minute every second every day every week month or years opportunity for us to get it better mm. and to live for god are we getting it better from your point of view seeing what has happened in the past few days months what seems to be like the most interesting electionary year we've had so far so good are we getting better absolutely not we're not getting it better for many reasons mm. many reasons because uh those that fought for this democracy that is this is not what we fought for mm. this is not what many nigerian students were killed me some lost the opportunity of fordering in life this is not what we fought for mm. regrettably and i think we must tender unreserved apologies to Nigerians that uh, we fought for democracy and when it matters most we drop the gullet and allow people that are military apologies or people that are not patriotic to take the gold of leadership in this country so mm-hmm. if you put all together uh, what we've seen before the election during the election and after the election I think we've taken two steps forward mm-hmm. and 2,000 steps backward Interesting. regrettably Mm. So, so far, so good. Um, the 2023 general election had to be one that was in focus in limelight. Not like it, other elections haven't been, but this is one of the elections that we saw that young people who had gotten their voters card were enthusiastic about going out to go vote. A lot of people were optimistic that just maybe we're getting things better or just maybe we're going to make the right decision now. Well, well, looking at it, it seems like uh, you go out to vote, that's on you, and then the rest decide what, what is going to take place. Um, from your point of view, for somebody who belongs to a civil society organization, from your perspective, w- do you think that we have, we have gotten it wrong, we have changed what democracy should be about? Do you think that we are now more fixated on who, who, whoever is there, um, who is the highest bidder now dictates what democracy should be. The people who are at the top now dictate to us what democracy should be about. Regrettably, I've also argued at different point when people celebrate democracy, um, broken them. I said, no, we have broken this democracy right from the foundation mm. where we did not allow the most popular candidate pro people to win the election. The problem we are having today uh, is is a summation of what happened in 1999. 
where the military brought their own people to make sure that it's either you choose between Obasanjo or you choose the former secretary to the federal government. Uh, this man in Ondo State, I've forgotten his name. So it was placing before us a conscripted uh, foundation. Mm. And we've, we've not been able to improve or open the space more than expected. But let me say this, that uh, the whole story about 2023 election cannot be totally said to be worse. Mm. In some places, we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. Unfortunately, at the larger scale, we have the ugly. The ugly in the sense that we have an election where campaigns were not issue-based. There was no debate, either presidential debate or gubernatorial debate in some instances. And then where we also have people voted into National Assembly, State Assembly, that never deserve to be in that house. And I think this is the build-up of what we've seen from 1999 till date. Mm -hmm. And regrettably, uh, we must change the tie. Why is it that we must change the tie? Because like you said, uh, a crop of new voters got into the uh, the scene yes. uh, this very year. And regrettably, those in power tried to reverse it. Mm. And we must check it. As you look at uh, it from the spiritual perspective, the contests have always been between life, light and darkness. And the good thing is that the light always overcomes that of the darkness. So no matter how dark it looks today, does not mean that there, will not, there is not going to be a new dawn. And the new dawn is our youth. Our youth more pick up the challenge. What the old uh, renegades uh, want to prove to the youth is that they don't matter. But the youth more deliberately place themselves on the table, politically, economically, socially, morally, even religiously, to make sure that they count. The only thing that will make the future count for this democracy is for us to reverse mm. what they think is irreversible. And I can tell you that whatever gain they have gotten negatively, it's reversible. We've seen it in other countries. We've seen it in other history. Even in Nigerian history, we've seen it. The post-colonial, the pre-colonial era. The history is there. Yeah. The youth take the lead. Mm. The women take the lead. And at the end of the day, they are able to reverse the evil. The evil subsists now. It is because we allow it. Either in the system of democracy we have, be mm. the judicial arm, the legislative and the executive arm. But that does not mean that it's not reversible. I'm, I'm the type that I'm very, very optimistic. Mm. In fact, in the darkest of the night, gives the hope of a better light. And that's why we must get it right. And that's why we must take the stand from the scriptural perspective. The youth that we've had, the David that we have, the Joseph that we have, the Esther that we have, the Mudikas that we have, we're facing a more dark situation than this, mm. but they took the lead. So my, my message to the youth today and to people that believe in Nigeria, don't allow anything to reverse your thought or your perspective. Don't be hopeless. All right. In fact, in the midst of hopelessness, mm. there's a greater hope. And the hope starts with you getting it right and doing it right. Mm. Even as the template is today, we must insist on the right thing being done, even within the limited democratic space. Otherwise, we might just be reversed. And let me say this. Mm. I've said it on other crime. And let anybody hold me, not the studio. If care is not taken, those in government today will bring back the military. Why, why do you think that? Because all the handwriting, I will quote IBB. IBB says that most of the time that they plan coup, they allow fraudulent election. Yeah. They allow mm. people to be despair. Yeah. And when people are living in frustration, they take advantage of it. Mm. If you go to what we've seen in Niger, what we've seen in Burkina Faso, Gabon. what we've seen um, in Niger and mm. Gabon, yes. it is when people believe that they have captured the state 
and institution of democracy. And even within their own climb, there's, there's what they call a Marxism. And uh, 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 we have inter-class struggle, intra-class struggle at the end of the day. Mm. When the contradiction gets to the peak, either you like it or not, the contradiction is said we solve itself. Historical materialism is clear. The dialectic materialism is clear. And that is what those in government are doing. They are beginning to behave as if nothing matters. But they are not God. Mm. Beyond that, let them also know that the Bible says that even the evil, the wickedness of the wicked, mm. will not deliver them the day of their judgment. So, do you so it's in their yeah. own interest mm. to repent and allow the mandate of the people to count. Otherwise, they will be the one that they will hear, submit yourself to the nearest police station. All right. Before I hand you over to Emeka, just my final question. Based off of what you said, uh, that means that for our country, Nigeria, we need electoral reforms. Would that, would that solve our problem? Is it, is, it, is it the function of, oh, we are not having free and fair and credible elections? Or is it the function, function of the fact that our democracy's foundation is shaking at the moment? Yes, we need electoral reform because of the ambiguous judgment we've gotten Mm. at the federal, state, and legislative level that uh, uh, some of the game we have in 2022 uh, ele amended electoral has Look. been reversed, mm. where you say that INEC uh, has the power to dictate when election we hold, how the election we hold, and that's what we saw in Kogi, yes. the writing of a result as early as 7.30 a.m. when accreditation has not, not even started. started. So if you get to that point, what do we need? We need an electoral reform mm. that will make sure that those gaps is not given to INEC. And mm. then secondly, we must go beyond electoral reform. There's mm. need for deliberate political education. There's need for deliberate political mobilization. There's need for deliberate political engagement, not on, on the eve of election. It must be a continuous process okay. mm. so that people internalize the basis, the tenets of democracy in holding leaders accountable and making sure that their own vote counts. And I think the last Kogi election, I'm proud to say that I'm from Ogurimagongo local government. We were able, we were so vigilant to know that something went wrong at the RAC center. So when they concocted as early as 7.30, we were able to open the eye of the whole world to know that this is what some members of INEC and the political gladiators in Kogi state were doing. If other local government were as vigilant as my local government, believe you me, will not be crying than the believers you have it today. Mm -hmm. And regrettably, beyond electoral reform, the electorate themselves must become sensitive and responsive to the point that they don't celebrate the poverty of their mind. What happened in Kogi is a collaboration of uh, uh, executive recklessness, executive manipulation, INEC cutting the hand of the, the governor, and then the electorate themselves. Imagine people that have not been paid salary. Imagine people, local government workers and teachers that are paid percentage, collecting 5,000, 3,000 to vote against their conscience or to allow the, the votes that have been allocated to different people to stand. So beyond the leadership, the followers also have the responsibility to hold those in leadership accountable. All right. Now my question has to do with the democratic process, where we are. Um, the recent court judgments in Plateau State, we saw in Zamfara, we saw in different parts of the country, has left a lot to be desired. People have questioned whether or not this democracy is democratizing if the votes of the people do not count. But we also know that the courts are also part of the process. 
from the recent judgments and the reactions from the people, do you think that we are taking steps forward in becoming a better form of democracy? One, two, um, some people have also accused that we might be sleeping into a one-party state because of the judgments and the, you know, the, the political power and powers in, you know, in power. In a system like ours, is there a need for a better opposition or does the opposition's um, work, let me use that word, not count when the people, quote unquote, in charge are fixated on getting power for themselves in any way possible? Number one is for us to condemn recent judgment coming out of uh, either Court of Appeal, Tribunal, and this thing. I know we started this from the pre-election era mm, yes. when the then Senate president was a regrowal to become part of uh, the senators we are having today. And we've also seen the many climbs where people have contested different elections and coming to reclaim mandate that they never deserve, that they never had. Yes. That is when the subversion of this democratic and this, uh, uh, this uh, face of democracy started. We didn't cry enough then, so we are paying for it now. So people are now deepening and improving on the ills and the ill judgment mm. that was given them to deepen whatever they are doing. Let me also correct this nation. Uh, people are bringing, media must be very careful because they are agenda setter. And then they say they are one party. Nigeria have never run any party system. Mm. When we claim we are run, running a multi-party system, it's a lie. If you are running a multi-party system, then there must be discipline, there must be party organizing, party discipline. The internal democracy will be there. Yes. And then you will be abide. But what do we have in Nigeria? Today morning you are PDP, in the evening you are APC, mm. in the middle of the night you become Labour Party and this thing. As far as I'm concerned, we have been running zero-party politics in Nigeria from 1999 till date. Because we've seen uh, under somebody from AMPP all Nigerian People's Party PPC, became yeah. the party chairman of PDP. And then you also move from that era today. What people have been looking for is platform to contest election and capture power, not to even win election. So we don't have a position. As far as I'm concerned, we don't even have, when we talk about incumbent party, there's nothing like that. It is charade of political party we've had. Parties that doesn't have ideology, that doesn't have program, that does not even have discipline to the effect that people respect even the gentleman agreement or written agreement or their own constitution is a subversion. So if you are looking about the character of party politics in democracy, it's, it's, it's at abysmal level. And then you now come to the present day. Look at all the people that have emerged at different platforms in different offices. Which one of them can you really hold? Let's go to Labour Party. Recently, over how many million of GP has been given? Yeah. Does mm -hmm. that reflect what Labour Party is supposed to be? No. Mm -hmm. We've seen them defend his official vehicle, even when palliative was given. So if you put all this together, we just have a more forces of people that just want to get into power. And whatever machinery they use to get into power, doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. Mm -hmm. There's no principle, there's no ideology, there's no program. It's just to capture power at all costs. And once you capture power, you don't have program to run. And that's why we've celebrated how many days? Over 100 days. Some governors cannot point to what they have achieved. Even the president asked him in critical time, what have you achieved? In practical time, by their manifesto, there is nothing like that. So when we are talking about this, it's a zero party we've been running in this country. We cannot lay claim that we are even going one party. Mm. Because at the end of the day, 
even within the so-called APC that people are claiming want to be one party, do they really have the discipline to maintain a one-party state? All right. My, my next question has to do, like you mentioned earlier, the youth's involvement and how we need to fight to get this better. However, some people would also say that because of how the system is designed, because of how um, the paymasters or some will say the gatekeepers have designed the system, it looks almost impossible for the youth to go out there. Someone give a typical example of just concrete elections where people went out to vote, um, even in the places, um, for example, here in Plateau State, where people have thought that their vote counted. It seemed as though their vote did not count because the Court of Appeal recently, you know, obtained the, 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 um, the election result. For young people, what can we do to ensure that we don't just sit on the fence and watch things happen, but be part of the process in changing things the way we want it to be? We were thought that the election would be a way to do it. Well, I'm sorry to say this election did not work for us. What other options do we have to be able to, I don't want to use watch collect power, but to first hold them accountable and second, demand what we should demand from them and if possible, be the ones to lead if there's a need for us to. First, I'll take it from where you drop it. The, the youth in this country must take the lead. The history of this country is the history of the youth taking the lead and creative, credible, alternative platform, credible, alternative agenda. You cannot run the same game with these people and win by their own dictates. Mm. It's very, very, you know, Jesus said it when he healed people and they said, well, using the power of Beelzebub. What did he say? He said, it's your own children not doing it. So let's get it clear. The youth must present themselves as credible alternative. They haven't so far? They have not done that. Hmm. In fact, if they have done half of what they, do, they are doing on social media, Nigeria will progress than where we are. Even the voting population we have, even on the day of election, if they have come out a mass and become very vigilant to the point that nobody was able to move from the polling booth without doing the needful, we won't be where we are. And we saw it in, in some community. Here. Yes, yes. In some community where we did, even the plateau say, what it was the percentage? We must tell ourselves the truth. If the Nigeria is sufficiently angry enough, they will vote en mass. They will stand by their vote and make sure it counts. Let me go to the history of Kanu, not of recent of what we are saying in Bauchie. People will vote and make sure they count the vote, and they will escort the ballot paper to make sure that it gets to INEC office and the writing is done. The problem we have in this 2023 election, we voted and went to sleep. And then they took advantage of it. And this is the more reason why in going into election, the youth, I'm emphasizing on the youth now because some of us are above 50. We can die anytime. Some of us have even conquered death. Because when you know where you are going, if your salvation is sure, you don't fear death. The youth must also capture and conquer death. It's not all these social media things they are doing. They must get themselves organized. People are talking about uh, the former, I mean, the current president of Liberia, George Weah. Mm. He became a world uh, best FIFA player. Yeah. But when war was going on in Liberia, he did not lose his sense. And from there, he was helping Liberia, and he came, he contested, he lost. They manipulated him out of power. But today, he has won election. He has played his part. Even when he lost election, he has taught Nigerian politicians what to do. The Nigerian youth must do the needful. Either we like it or not, Nigeria is in war. War of idea, war of program, war of morality and immorality, righteousness versus unrighteousness. 
the youth must choose the path of righteousness and stand and pay the price. The problem of our youth, we don't want to pay the price. What price exactly are we supposed to pay? Part of the price is that you know why you are suffering. You don't, I'm using Kogi as example, and I've also linked up with other people from this off-season election. Yes. The youth were the one collecting money. The youth were the one rigging election. The boy we caught in Ugurimagongo Lokagon was a youth that was carrying the whole, the whole result of the whole local government with one million naira. Where did he get the million naira? Our youth must get the message clear. If they don't fight for their future now, they won't have any future. But I don't believe that uh, you should be leader of the future. It should be now. They should take up the leadership. They should take up the space. They shouldn't wait for any labor leader. They shouldn't wait for their father, their mother. They should realize that it is their life. Who are the people jackpying, running out of the... Is it not the youth? Yeah. If the youth in those countries didn't fix their country, would they have a place to run to? And increasingly, we've seen what happened. Look at that professor that had problem in South Africa because of his marriage. That now he has become a sitting citizenless uh, citizen. He has lost his citizenship of Nigeria. He has lost that of South Africa. People must learn lesson. We must sit here and win this war. Mm. If we don't win this war, wherever you go, they will take you back. Um, some would also argue that um, because of the mental impoverishment the youth have been dealt with, many people go to school, but many times, like they say, school don't pass through them. We've also seen quite stylishly and almost skillfully where political parties and political leaders use ethnic and religious sentiments to divide the youth. With the myriad of problems we have to deal with as Nigerian youth, is there any hope at all that we can rise above all of this and become the force for good, like you said, that we can? Or are we doomed to be here? Because every single time we talk about young people taking the reins of power, young people doing what is necessary, every single time those conversations come to the fourth burner, there's always something, sometimes I'll say trivial, that divides us. Either it's, oh, it's not, you're not from the state, you have no right to talk about the state, or you're not from this religion, you have no right to talk about this person. Is there any way in heaven or in hell where the young people will rise above all of this and become the kind of people that will make Nigeria better? Number one is to have the fear of God. When you have the fear of God to enable you, empower you to do every other thing. In fact, it's very, very important that our youth must realize that judgment and purpose and timing must go together. If you don't link up these three appropriately, you will lose it. In fact, the scripture is clear. Uh, in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 8 from verses 5 to 6, it talks about purpose being tied to time. It talks about purpose being tied to judgment. And that when you miss it, it will bring misery upon the people. The youth must realize that the poverty of idea they are having today is because they allow some people to run them aground. And it is your duty to say you want to rise up. And don't wait for anybody to rise you up. Look at what you are passing through. Sit down, count the cause, and take the risk. Mm. Life itself is about taking risk. You cannot sit in the comfort of your houses, in the comfort of your father's house, when you are supposed to be fending for other children and think you have it. Other countries have done it. Mandela have done it. Even in Nigeria, the uh, Gambo Sawabas of this world, the Amena of this world, the Abba Women Riot, and the rest of it, they have the same challenge, but they overcame it. The overcoming it is to fight the reason for the poverty. No. The reason for the poverty is bad governance. Mm. It's lack of good leadership. 
So the youth must create themselves, organize themselves. And I'm happy. In this 2023 election, some youth won election in different places without spending money because the youth organize and mobilize around them. We must get to that point. And the message NSAS tells Nigeria mm. is that if the youth are properly organized, if they are systematic in their approach in responding to issues, they can take up the leadership. No. They shouldn't wait for anybody to come and get, And they must change the narrative of the type of the governor of uh, Kogi State mm -hmm. that is not representing the youth very well. No. So they must be able to hold their own youth accountable mm. and they also create themselves and launch themselves as a better alternative for people to see. And let me tell you, Nigeria is looking for the best alternative now. If the youth can governize themselves in that platform, yes. be it for councillor, chair, local government chairman, at any level, mm. believe you me, we'll have some of them as flagship. And at the end of the day, Nigeria will be better with them than leaving them in, in a more impoverished uh, uh, state of the mind. All right. You can be a part of the conversation this morning. The numbers to call 081218 777 or 0905566699 and head on to all our social media platform on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. And we're asking you, do you think these judgments will help improve our democracy or are they taking us backwards? And what's the importance of internal democracy in Nigeria's fledging democracy? Is it improving or deteriorating. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning Lady Abigail and Mr. Neka and the great comrades uh, Steve Aluko. Good morning. good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Thank you so much. This is Pastor Henry G.G. Dewe, known as Young T of Doncaster. All right, go ahead. Comrade Steve Aluko, I like you for one thing because you see issues the way it is. And if we must have a change in Nigeria, that is how every citizen of this country should see things the way it is. You know, um, judgment of the appeal courts, honestly speaking, you know, it, 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 it's, it's something that is empowering our democracy. I said something today. Democracy has been the best kind of government to practice. But I'm afraid of the kind of democracy we practice in Nigeria. The democracy we practice in Nigeria, it does not give the citizens their wills. It does not allow them to choose who they want to lead them. Plato people made a choice. They made a choice of a governor. But since the judicial arm of government of Nigeria does not want the will of the people to prevail, and how do we enjoy our democracy? We are always emulating U.S. Mm. We are emulating democratical kind of government of U.S. But are we really practicing true democracy that is allowing the will of the people to prevail? I have I have an opportunity to meet most of the politicians. In fact, there is no politician that if I want to see now, I cannot see. But do you know the reason why I'm still managing my life? Because no politicians can manipulate me. In fact, all the all. In fact, let me just talk this. Let me just talk uh, at this. Level. Yeah, all right. Want, 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 one thing that I want the youth of Plateau and Nigeria to do. Mm. You shouldn't allow any politician to manipulate them. No. You should stand and do the right thing in order to have a better platform, a better country that all will be will be happy to have. Mm. Thank you so much for your contribution this morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Abigail. Morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us from? My name is Chukudi Kolyo from Amiri. All right, Chukudi, go ahead. 
Yes, quickly, I want to permit me to say good morning to Community Baluko. Good morning, sir. And good morning to Emeka. Good morning. Um, community actually mentioned that um, democracy have not been serving Nigerian as a, as a nation, as a people. A person just said yesterday, or two days ago, that the democracy in Nigeria is not actually the best system of government in Nigeria. And I want to believe it in 100%. Democracy has not worked for Nigerians. Honestly, if you ask me, um, Nigerians have been impoverished in the democratic government. Nigerians have not had, have it best living um, um, under democracy. What kind of a democracy are we practicing? Where just people come to decide the, the, the decision of over four million people? Just three or four people come to decide and say this is what they think is the best for this uh, four million people. But I still want to take you back. APC as a government, the PDP is actually not sent, if you ask me. But the PDP, uh, uh, the APC, I think, yes, is the worst. Because I don't understand the situation where <clears throat> they want to turn Nigeria into a one-party one party state. And it's unfortunate. How can you explain that three governors elected by the people were sacked in three days? Three state governors, three, three different state governors were sacked in just three days. Did you consider the election that was conducted in most just last weekend, and the president come to tell Nigerians that he's congratulating the governor, the, the, the incumbent governor party of of, of, of state because he won his election, you know, by, by fraud. Election was not conducted even in my village. I come from state. Election was not conducted. Mm. People went about their businesses. So, so APC particularly, they, they are not afraid of anything. They don't even have conscience. They don't even consider what the people are going to say. Mm. I, I don't even want to tell you that. They don't, they don't have regard for the for, for the constitution and rule of law. That has been just the, the constitution rule of law is they don't even have they are not mindful of it even even in a single second. And so Nigerians and the youth are not actually not glad to continue in this particular issue because Nigeria is ours. All right. It's ours to protect. So if if, if this country if you really really want us to if if, if the leaders want us to live in this country mm. and then create this country like them, I think we should redefine this democracy. All right. And again, if, if it's not okay for us, I think we should look for another alternative means. Thank you so Thank much, Chukudi. Thank you for your contribution. We'll head on to our social media platforms for your comments this morning. On Facebook, Dimas Bala says, Internal democracy is sacrosanct. What we are witnessing here on the plateau is all about personal interest against the interest of the plateau people. It is really painful as well as discouraging if people vote will be shortchanged by two or three people in the name of the judiciary. However, it is important to obey court order, but technicalities over popular votes is not democracy at all. Innocent Moses says, I think these people with their judgments are doing nothing but taking us in a democracy backwards. Albert Akaya Dagza goes, Joining my voice with that of Comrade Aluko, Nigeria isn't practicing democracy. Just the way we are not practicing party system, the true tenet of democracy is built on the foundation of the people and respect for the rule of law. But none of this is obtainable in Nigeria. I don't know what we are practicing, but this is not democracy. Kevin Lewis says, how can that ridiculous judgment improve on Nigeria's democracy when some unproductive lawmakers are making unguarded utterances that can cause chaos moving forward? It is very laughable that those judges rule that PDP do not have structure, so it is not about who has the highest votes now. Anyways, real elections are won at the polling units, not in that charade room called the court. Ma Akon says, I see nothing wrong with this judgment, and I want PDP leaders to tell their supporters the truth. The problem is PDP conducts a printed congress, but out of 17 local governments, it is only five that participated, and that which was not right. Um, um, okay. 
Um, okay, um, there were some comments here which doesn't concern us. Something when Beatrice goes, politicians can be so selfish and unruly as we have seen lately. That is why the judiciary adhere to check their excesses. Ezeleke Henry says, Honestly, Steve has said it all, and Obasan John made the same statement yesterday. It is indeed a pity we celebrate dictators as leaders in our failed states. Aminu Abdullah, he says, I always said that the law is the law because the judiciary are following up the constitution to pass their judgment. Call me Isaac goes, um, you people are doing good. I want to make it clear. People are expressing their mind via social media and radio station. It remains constant unless action is taken. If not, there will be no change. John Blaze Olani says, in 2019, all Zamfara elected officials and members of the APC, from governors to state and national assembly lawmakers, lost their posts because the APC failed to carry out legally valid primaries and democracy was not in danger. Okay, um, legally valid primaries here was not about primaries, so let's just correct that notion going yeah. forward. When f when APC as ruling party wins our courts are corrupt, democracy is in danger and we are heading to one-party system because the same court is addressing election cases dispassionately like it did in the above cases. In the governorship election in Bayelsa, a governor was removed by the judiciary 24 hours to swearing in. The judgment was sound. Our judiciary was not corrupt and democracy was not in danger. We should blame the PDP for the electoral setback, not the APC, the judiciary, INEC, and President Tunubu. Non-compliance with the electoral law and the constitution is also a route for nullification. Those blaming the judiciary and being emotional about the rulings, I believe we all want our country to be guided by the rule of law. Da Alaji says democracy will flourish if political parties respect the internal democratic tenets within their respective parties. In a situation where politicians blatantly refuse to respect inclusion, even within their small folds, that's a great threat to democracy on, on the outside. Courts or tribunals are part of the electoral process. This informs their tribunals. This informs, rather, why tribunals are set even before elections. We must also speak up strongly against politicians who on one breath celebrate judgment in their favor and on the other berate the judiciary whenever judgment disfavors them. Regret regrettably, we keep seeing contradictory commentaries from those who should maintain consistency by standing on the side of the truth, justice, and rule of law. The media is a great corporate in this because we see them being used to propagate falsehood, misinformation. Okay? Um... Alright, so he says that we are a bad example. Expect to stand firm. Please and um, when next you make claims like this, please um, give your like they say, give your bring your facts to the table. Exactly. My Akon says about Jack is selfish leader and is the cause of everything. Ambassador Ambassador Joachim Joseph Dunk says these are really tough these are really tough times for Governor Kilem. The twenty twenty three general elections in Plateau States will remain one of the toughest in recent history of the state. This is because the recent events of the elections petition tribunal are revealing a lot on how future elections are going to look like. Yes, I didn't vote for Barista Caleb, not because I don't like him as a person, but because I had already made up my choice. The elections came and BCM emerged the winner, although matters still in court. And since then, he has been doing what he felt is the best interest of the Plateau people, which I must give him kudos for. Um, meanwhile, I had criticized, I had criticized his administration in the area of truncating democratically elected chairmen and outright reversal of employment made by his predecessor and also the areas of reconciling Plateau people. Please, because I can confidently say that Plateau people have never been as divided as now coupled with the religious, ethnic, and political divisions that the 2023 elections came with, which has brought so much character assassination and blackmail to some political, traditional, and religious leaders in the state. This and more has brought more distractions to the governor 
and he's now trying very hard to manage the situation. For instance, the immediate um, the solution of Chairman, I carried all of that because of our want of time. Um, we will head over now to Twitter to take your comments. Unfortunately, Ambassador Joachim, I can't take all of that. We don't have a lot of time. Kombem Bishtu says, Morning House, my worries now is that there will be serious voter apathy in the next general elections because of the way and manner elections have been won in the courtroom. So unfortunate. Lago at Lago, why Lago goes. So far, 96% out of all the judgments so far all over the nations, nation has not been has been has not just been crippled nigerians but has also made us lose hope in what nigeria's future is we are now under a cloned military regime whereby the commanders are wearing agbada and shada all right finally daspan fura mazar says it was said that if you have the head nobody can win you over a case in the court well uh, for 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 one thing that i'm certain of is that nigerians are following nigerians are aware they're not um being oblivious to what is happening in the country and i hope that we get it right someday and sometime but thank you so much comrade steve aluko for coming on the show this morning it was nice to have you here well, it's good we also put it on record that uh, the example of previous year does not matter here because the electoral act as of then covers some ground yes uh, I, t- I totally accept that Niger- no blood of anybody's what anybody's mandate exactly. and it's very very important that uh, either we like it or not plateau will come stronger and better yeah. and nigeria will get away let nobody be despair let nobody's heart let your heart not be the despair time to pick up the gullet is now all right thank you so much comrade steve aluko don't forget that the news comes up by 10 o'clock thank you for listening to jfm podcast <laughs>